Howdy, folks. I'm Caleb Clark. I'm David Dorr. And I'm Ricky Flowers. And we are Leitmotif. You may recognize us from our time on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM's Troublemakers. However, Ricky had the beautiful idea of joining, of bringing us back together as Leitmotif, and Dave had the horrible idea to agree. And so here we are, folks. Uh, and so this is a nice little podcast, and I guess the main gist is the idea for Leitmotif, a recurring theme within a piece of music like dan, 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 da, 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 is to uh, go through an artist's discography, their body of work, and like talk about it. But this week, we're not going to do that. We're just going to kick back and talk about music in general with my boys, since I haven't seen them in a while. So, how are we feeling, lads? Feeling great. have no idea how to pronounce the name of the show, but you know... Who needs to? It's not my job. <laughs> so we're we're Just, going with late motif. We could probably change it later. I don't know. That, that's <laughs> a, I think that that sounds as good as anything. I don't. I'm not sure how to pronounce <laughs> it myself. So sounds, I feel like it's French, so it's going to sound really stupid once you actually. Say I'm pretty it. sure it's they definitely German. It. Yeah, it's because like German? Wagner. I didn't want to mention oh. this earlier, but yeah, Wagner is kind of the big guy behind it. Yeah. So with all his maybe we want to just we might just want to get this out in the open. We're not anti-Semites. So. We'll be calling out all the celebrities on their problems. <laughs> Darn it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna like talk about our music and maybe just uh, yeah, like reestablish a <laughs> musical connection. And I actually also, have not listened to music in like a year, so you know I'm really rusty. <laughs> well, I haven't listened to music in two years, so oh man, I think we're probably good. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. First, how about how about you, Caleb? I'm just I'm doing the alphabetical right. order thing, which is what we did with the names as well. So yeah, all right. Well, Whoa, wait, I, we did it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Also, also, you did the show for like maybe we mentioned this, but you're both you're CC and DD, and I'm just RF. Like, and actually, F F is kind of close to R. I should just anyway. Okay, go ahead. You should become okay, Ricky Rowlers. I information my phone real fast. Yeah. All right. All right, I think, uh, let's see, so with the format thingy, which one do we want to do first? Like, Jono's first, since that's looking probably going to be the one that's broadest and least interesting? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, sure. Uh, so we both went through and sort of made little lists of our favorite types of music. And as far as genres, my number three, jazz fusion. My number two, edgy's 90s alternative, edgy 90s industrial rock. And... <laughs> Number one Ooh, is probably man. that sort of lyrical hip hop, but with like good production, and that's actually trying to be like artistic and not just people saying lyrical, miracle, spiritual, individual, etc. So that is that's my top three genres. Yeah. Um, what about y'all? I was told to do it. I wanted to protest against the very idea of genre. Uh, <laughs> stupid and outdated. You can do that. I can get uh, behind uh, that. I am. Um, I can go all postmodern and stuff. We're yeah. going postmodern in late motif. 
Um, <laughs> but I think if you just want to like classify the stuff that I listen to in these arbitrary categories that are oppressive, it'd probably be some order of 90s alternative like REM, Counting Crows, um, Blue October, who am I thinking of? Bare Naked Ladies, big fans of them, like um, 80s hair metal and the um, early 2000s arena rock. I bet you do like the hair, the, the uh, Bare Naked Ladies, don't you, Dave? That's, yeah, that's their name, right? That's actually their name. Yeah, yeah that, that is their name. It's just, it's just a joke. Okay, I thought I just said it. I was just like embarrassed myself completely, but no, I just said their name and was embarrassed. So. He's just pointing out it's that been. we all know you're a player. They're ladies and they're naked. All right, your turn for genres or protesting genres. Well, first, was that was that all of your genres, David? Those to three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 90s alts, 80s hair metal, and arena rock. Oh, okay. Okay, um, yeah, so for me... I don't know. I like alternative indie just as a whole, which is a very, very broad thing. But um, and then that's like my first one, and then like folk sort of stuff is my second one, and then um, various types of metal, <laughs> which <laughs> doesn't doesn't count as a genre, but it's. Oh, uh, you listen to that um slug metal band anytime recently? Remember that? Me? Uh, oh, the chip metal the ch- Oh, chipmunks on 16 speed? <laughs> no. <laughs> that this this band is a death metal band that whose lyrics are are slug themed. It's called Sluggage. <laughs> um, they're actually really good. I haven't listened to them in a while, but yeah, I like random stuff rock. like that sometimes. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, yeah. So, back to you, Caleb. All right. Which do we want to do next, albums or artists? Uh, maybe artists, because that's, like, slightly less broad. Okay. It's, like, in between. All right. Uh, so, for my number five, it honestly switches day-to-day. Like, it's between uh, Garbage and The Cardigans. So, just ask me on different days. And I'll say a different one. My number four is Outcast. Uh, number Wait, three is first, Dave... which which one do you like better when it rains? Uh, I un- I get that reference. You're a clever boy. <laughs> well, I'm only happy when it rains, okay. and therefore I would like the cardigans because. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. <laughs> totally, totally. That's not at all. It's the most famous song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if any if any of you guys don't get the reference, um, I don't get it either. So you know, I'm with you. Oh, I'm so, just as uh, lost as you guys are right now. Yeah. So garbage was this uh, '90s alternative industrially sort of group whose big hit was called uh, "Only ha- Happy When It Rains." I'm only happy when it rains. I only smile when the news is banned. Like that. And random story, I I saw like an ad somewhere for a cover band for Garbage that they needed a keyboardist. And so I thought, 
maybe I could apply to that. And then I would be the keyboardist for a garbage cover band. That would just be, <laughs> like, even if I didn't know any garbage songs, I would be in a garbage cover band. <laughs> that would be worth it. I mean, so garbage and then outcast. Uh, yeah, Outcast is number four. Then David Bowie, Nina Simone, and number one is Everything But The Girl. Hmm. Cool. Um, what about you, Dave? Let's see. I also protest the existence of hierarchies and orders to my lists. <laughs> so this is in no particular order, and it could change by the day. Um, Bad Blasted Libertarians. Uh, okay, I'm not a libertarian. Don't insult me. Um, oh, that's political. Good work, Dean. Um, yeah, but some order of um, Shine Down, Frank Turner, Pearl Jam, Kanye West, and AWOL Nation. That'd be a five right now. Um, if you go on my, went to my last FM when Frank I was making Turner? the list, and I was like, yeah, I love Frank Turner. He's my second most nice. artist. I want to say, huh. And he's good. I, yeah, I, I got onto him, um, introduced to him when he had that um, Be More Kind album. And then I went back and listened to all of his past stuff and really dug it. So, yeah. Okay, so mine are also in no particular order. And the, yeah, I'm, they definitely change some of them depending on the season. But uh, yeah, Radiohead. Uh, Nick Drake, Me Without You, The Innocence Mission, and Plus. What was the last um, one? It's called The Bad Plus. They're like a jazz, sort of like a jazz trio who they got famous doing lots of covers of like really popular rock and pop songs. But they always do a lot of crazy like free jazz improvisation at the same time, so they're fun. <laughs> what I get from this discussion is that David is the only one of us who has happy times occasionally. Oh, I'm very happy all the time. Let's see. <laughs> well, the the group, the Innocence Mission, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're very yeah, yeah. happy. They're yeah. extremely, uh, I don't know, calm and peaceful. Yeah, and but you calm. also put you put Nick Drake and Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to that be honest with you. Um, when Ricky said Me Without You, the first thing that came to mind was that one song, like the Toby Mac song, but I thought it was the artist who did it. That's Me Without yeah. You. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, wait, what? Ricky's a fan of that band? <laughs> oh, yeah. I ended up listening to one of their albums for like a request. It was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting. Yeah. And David and I actually you live in Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah. I was, that's the only reason I was able to piece it together. I was like, oh wait a minute, no, 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 it's that one band from the show. I remember them now. Yeah. One band from the show. But, and remember remember concerts, those things were cool, weren't they? <laughs> It's time for the albums. Top 10 albums each. Uh, for mine, uh, I put number 10, I put version 2.0 by Garbage. Number 9, Sturdy Computer by Janelle Monet. Number 8, Equimini by Outcast. Number 7, is Speak for Yourself by Imogen Heap. 
Six is Amplified Art by Everything But The Girl. Five is Tom is Bone Machine by Tom Waits. Four is 444 by Jay-Z. Three is Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. Two is To Pippa Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. And number one is Black Star by David Bowie. What was three? Amen. Number three was uh, Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder. Oh, nice. Yeah, with like uh, Sir Duke. That's uh, the quality uh, taste. Oh, thank you. You are definitely uh, the most elite out of us three. Uh, yeah, I, I have not I even like listened that, to my true jazz form. I, I feel like having Black Star not only be your favorite David Bowie album, but your favorite album in general is just like a level of elite that I can't even hope to reach. Oh, shucks. Just go through yeah, the rate my just go through the rate music top hundred five times. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, that's um pretty pretty intense for me there, dude. <laughs> a lot of radiohead, a lot of Bowie too. Alright. Alright, so I am protesting against lists here. And um <laughs> That's neat. My list only has... Okay. I actually embarrassed myself a little bit. I thought we were doing it the other way around of um, an artist and five albums, so I only have five albums written down right now. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, um, that, no, no, it's completely my bad, actually. You know, absolutely <laughs> no way it's your fault. It's literally only on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's incorrect. my fault. <laughs> so um you like if we just chill for a little bit and cut this bit out and four more on my list. I actually had six. So no, it doesn't to cut. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, rules okay, perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, I am continuing a quest against any rules and lists, and I only have five because I cannot read, so <laughs> this is um in no particular order. I have a uh, Countdown to Ecstasy by Seely Dan, um, Madness by Shinedown, Ten by Pearl Jam, um, Graduation by Kanye West, and um, here's where I get my elite um, status back after completely throwing it away for like the last few years. Um, you won't get what you want by the daughters. The Kanye one? I mean, no, not no. the Kanye one, the Fantana one. Wait, the daughters? Yeah. yeah, the daughters. That's their name, right? It's just called Daughters. But oh, I oh, didn't know you liked that album. Love that album. That's such a good album. I dig it so much. I had no idea you liked that. Uh, no. Wow. That yeah, that's a fantastic album. Well, Actually, I, I, I think of it, that, that might be. I should have put that on my list. <laughs> No, nope. um, there's a Fantano fanboy here, you know. Uh, yeah, do what I must to maintain internet club. <laughs> I, I didn't like Twenty One Pilots until um, Fantano said it was cool too. So, Trent is also my favorite Twenty One Pilots Same. album. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trent is just—it's just a good album. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he also give Post Malone like a seven or something on one of his albums? Like, I think he like beer bonks and medleys. Yeah, which, which I like Beer Bongs and Bentleys too. I dug that. Honestly, I thought Beer Bongs was mediocre, but like the Hollywood's Bleeding was really fun. But then Fantano liked it less. He gave that one a five, and I was like... Uh, so, 
It's Post Pretty Malone good. actually making music he wants to make. <laughs> Fantano's a man of the people. He knows what they want. All right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, mine are also not exactly in any particular order. But, um, yeah. So my first one is uh, In Rainbows by Radiohead. And then Pink Moon by Nick Drake. And then an album called Downward is Heavenward by Hum, uh, who are a 90s band. Um, and then A Love Supreme by John Coltrane. An album called <laughs> Just, Got, Just Got Back from the Discomfort, We Are All Right by Brave Little Abacus. Or Abacus. I always say Abacus, but it's Abacus. Um, Abacus. They're they're like a random experimental emo band, <laughs> but they're really good. Um, Coldplay is uh, Witness by Modern Life is War. Mark Hollis is uh, self-titled. He's the lead singer of Talk Talk, so you probably know it from that. Oh, yeah. um, Fleet Foxes, Helplessness Blues, and... Uh, Wait, that might have been ten. Good. Okay. Anyway. I, I only did five. Take my extras. Go ahead. I've got nine. There was now. one. There was. Well, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have put these random albums on here, but I really like it. It's called Obscura by Gore Guts. They're uh. Yes. There's a there's a range here. I'm I'm a death metal band. If you if there's only one death metal album you ever listen to, it should be this Uh, one. Range on here, like getting Cold Train, Coldplay, and (laughs) Nick Drake on one. Uh, Um, just a quick. Did I just cut out again? At least on my I don't cut on my end. Okay. Um, yeah, I just have a quick question for both of you. Had. Ever any of you guys considered like you know smiling at like any point like just ever or just like not being sad at least not even having a positive look <laughs> just a lack of a negative. Well, let me see. Which of these do I? Sm- I hey, I got Stevie Wonder on here. He's happy. Yeah, he makes nice that's songs. Happy. <laughs> and Ricky's got Coldplay. Okay, go go to Coldplay for my um Coldplay my pick me up music, you know. I mean, yellow, that's kind of a happy song. That's a sad song. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> okay. And I mean, objectively, Parachutes is probably their most depressing album. But anyways. <clears throat> Oh there was something. You must have been happy that Caleb had Jay Z on his list. Are you I still a big Jay Z fan? Ah, completely. I was gonna go clown on him for his list, but then he said Jay Z, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine. I don't care about anything else anymore." <laughs> <laughs> not even for my random indie pop girlies. You're not gonna clown on me for my indie pop girlies. Jay Z memes it all. He's the best. <laughs> 
What were your indie pop girlies other than uh, Everything But The Girl? Or wait. Uh, Imogen Heap. And I, oh, Lauren yeah. Heap. And uh, Janelle Monae, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, Janelle Monae. She's indie R&B. That's, if not for racism within the indie community, she would be indie girly. Uh, ooh. Hard-hitting well, social commentary. Actually, I don't know if that's something that would be desirable. So maybe she is happy to not... Oh, she's in that group. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm pretty sure this joke's been done like a hundred times, but you know, she's indie from the indie crowd. Think about that. What about indie cred? She's indie from the indie crowd. She's independent. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, well... An old joke. I mean, the whole... 2013 called it once joke spec, but you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. The whole independent thing, though, is ridiculous because it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's like... Yeah, because of what? Like, oh, go ahead. It developed the punk scene, like, which is like the furthest thing from music that you would call in, like, stylistically indie nowadays, but I don't know. Yeah, nowadays, like... A lot of the indie people end up getting signed to major labels anyway, and it's just more of a sound and aesthetic. Yeah. But I guess that's probably how most genre form. Oh, man. I had a little trivia question, but I don't know if it's right anymore. Oh, go ahead. Okay, okay. This could be completely wrong now, but um, do you guys know what the... um? most successful um, independent album of all time is? Uh, let me think. I think I do know. Is it Macklemore's album? I think. No. Macklemore's might have been the one that displaced it. It was released in the 90s. Wu-Tang Clan. It's not... It's not Nevermind, is it? Is it an REM album? Uh, no, it is not, but you're getting slightly warmer. E-52s? Um, it's a punk band. Offspring? Uh, Offspring. Smash. Oh, yeah. we've t- Yeah, because we've talked about that. Yeah. At least at the time, it was the most successful. And it might have been overtaken because now labels don't matter. Uh, trying to look up. But if there's I think, anything though, I, think I think technically, though, I think some people still, when they use the term independent, they just mean not. They mean outside of the realm of the three major label groups, which, I mean, that I think that's a useful term because those three groups are humongous. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much everything is part of those. I just, so. I just looked it up. It looks like, according to this, like, uh, Wikipedia, it sold, like, 11 million copies. And uh, I don't think anyone other than, like, Adele and Taylor Swift has gotten close to going diamond since the 10s, so in all likelihood, yeah, it is still probably the most successful indie. 
Uh, stuff there. Yeah. But I put the offspring on my top bands, honestly. And probably put Smash on there too, but you know. I just hate indie artists, so I wanna give them any credit. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're that's that's an assertion of a punk attitude there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're being punk by not putting a punk band mm-hmm. on your on your list. Oh yeah, good work, team. Hey, Frank Turner's punk. Ah, uh, um, yeah, kind of. Trying his right. best. No, one of my okay. favorite things to do is just be like, "Hey, let's go see what artists are signed to all of these major labels." Like, I just went to the like Atlantic website one time. And I started scrolling through all the artists they had signed to them. It was wild just how many they had signed. Yeah. It's yeah. like what a random collection of people it is. And they, I think, like, they have enough money that they, they'll just sign random, they'll take, like, pretty big, well, I don't know, they'll sign just completely unknown artists. That you never even hear about, and then they just fade away. Like, oh, Where, fun fact. Wow, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, apparently, uh, Wamba, the guys who made the I Get Knocked Down song, <laughs> the major label that they had gotten signed to, they had actually made a protest song against it, like this. And they were like, yeah, let me double check. Yeah, yeah, EMI. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, they had made like some songs saying EMI sucks, and then years later they were like, "Hey, you guys want to sign on?" They're like, "Sure." <laughs> Tell me Sony bought them, didn't they? Tell me what? I think Sony bought EMI. Let me look. Let's uh, see. You know, love consolidation. It's wonderful. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. According to this, it got broken up and it's acquired by Sony, the estate of Michael Jackson, Mubadalem Development, Jinwell Capital, Blackstone, and David Geffen. <laughs> Apparently, wholly owned and absorbed. Then a bunch of them got absorbed by various other groups. Oh. Yeehaw! Oh. Music industry. Uh, Caleb, that like the album thing. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go after me for the graduation being the Faye Pony album. No, I mean, like, as long as you don't make a really dumb choice and say Jesus is King, there's like not really a wrong favorite <laughs> Kanye album. Okay, I don't know about that. I've gotten hardcore attacks on some Kanye stands for that. Then again, they are Kanye. Yeah. Well, th- that's the problem. You're hanging out with Kanye stands. <laughs> I'm a 20-something living in a major um, um, population center. Everyone around me is a Kanye fan. Right. Well, there's Kanye fans and then there's Kanye stands. Right. I'm a, tw- I'm a 20-year-old white guy who drinks craft beer. Everyone around me is a white guy who really loves Kanye. Wait, you now? What? You drink craft beer now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Decided that nice. I wanted to be an adult. <laughs> Our little babies all grown up. Bud Light. 
right. stand by. So, that, should we... so the fi- I think the final thing we had planned was just to talk about the number one single uh, that came out yeah. or number one during the week each of us was born. <laughs> David and I got the same one, so we can let's tag team this. <laughs> it sucks. My analysis is done. Yeah, David and I both got a I'll Be Missing You by P. Diddy. Yeah. Wait, is Puff Daddy the same as P. Diddy? Yeah, he just changed his name a bunch of times because he kept Mm -hmm. being terrible to the people on his label, so he kept having to change his identity to avoid getting (laughs) wrecked by someone. But yeah. Okay. There's just a lot. Like, the, the very obvious Sting in the Police sample. The cheesy choir. Puff Daddy can't really rap all that well. Yeah, he never. I he mean, never sounds sad. It's like supposed to be a dirge to the loss of Notorious B.I.G., but he always just sounds like dead gum. Somebody took my parking spot, and like not even a mad took my parking spot. Like he sees another parking spot, two spots over, but it's just that was his usual spot. That's what he sounds yeah. like. I mean, to me, for one thing. It basically just sounds like a, a like cover or like a karaoke version of the Sting song. I it's know, not it's really a sample. Thing. They just use this the whole track basically, and then yeah. like, and first of all, on a naive interpretation of that song, it's just like a love song. I'll be watching you. I love you, and then a slightly more complex interpretation of the song it's about someone stalking someone and neither of those work out very well as like a song mourning your friend so so like with all of that very hard for me to enjoy that song even though i don't hate the original sting song but yeah well um maybe what we should have done this um intro episode is um talk about bands that we just hate because um the police <laughs> i know you hate the sting or the police yeah the police <laughs> the police and sting fill me with extremely negative emotions um yes hearing the court for any of their stuff sends me into um a rage so i cannot listen to this at all because it sounds like sting works somehow Well, it freaks me out. I just, I just hope you never have to engage in social interactions with someone named Roxanne. Oh yeah, nope, nope, nope. If you're named Roxanne, you're just gone. We're talking to you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Can we just have? Can we just do an episode on Sting just so I can complain about him for like? uh, I think this bot can record for like six hours. So six hours. Right. Do you have that much I, material on him? Um, I can get his material very fast. Well, I mean, maybe you should just go solo. Start your own anti-sting podcast. Yeah, but the thing is, no, that's an... Oh, just make it anti-sting every single week? I like it. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so my song was uh, No Diggity oh, yeah. by... Black Street, such a good song. I actually I like it a lot. 
I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's like it's kind of like Moby's honey, but but better. I don't know. Huh? Honey? I mean, if you, you don't like no diggity, I just don't understand like who you are as like a person. I don't know. I I don't know what it is with me and no diggity. Like the beat's great. It's just I don't know for some reason the none of the verses never click for me. Like it's all about the chorus and the beat, but then like oh. in between you've oh. got like a whole minute of eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's time for you to like take a sip of your drink, and then you know you're back for the chorus. Yeah, because you like the I way just, you I work think it. The beat, the beat is just so good, and it's like kind of simple. It has like I was you don't you don't see the comparison to Honey. Well, it's just like Honey's so much more like rocking and upbeat and like EDM-y. and this is a lot more laid back and G funky. Huh? It's like. Um, I guess the come back sometime. Huh? I guess the I guess, like just all the piano hits. The piano hits. It, are kind yeah, of- it has the like and like the blues sample. Um, and I yeah, think but that's all. I don't know. Stuff. The beat is pretty songs. similar. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it, and it has. I like the like harmonized vocals that just sing. No diggity at the end of the, the phrase sometimes. I just liked it a lot. Oh, it's I mean, also not, yeah. I mean, if you have a song that has a good hook and a good beat, that's already ahead of the curve. Like, <laughs> yeah. bar is so low, just like past that, you're going to be okay at the very least. <laughs> Unless your lyrics are literally about like just being racist and you're gonna be fine. Like just make it work. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do it now. Dave, you drop the beat. Ricky, you think of something that's gonna be pretty. It's gonna sound nice, okay. and I'm gonna start. <laughs> Ahem. I no, let's not even go there. No. That's not the taste. No, no, I mean good 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 example of that um Enrique Iglesias song. It'd be completely fine if the lyrics um weren't just so. Which one though? Tonight. Awful. Yeah, tonight. Um, um. Oh, what's the censored version of it? You know, we don't want to um insult the ears of listeners. Might not be tonight loving I'm you. Loving you. Yeah, loving there you, we go. Loving you. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't even make it better, honestly. It doesn't even make it any slightly better. Like, oh, it's there, and you know. It, uh, Horse is catchy, you know, or at least it could be, you know. I still remember what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, just don't put Enrique Iglesias and you know, you'll be fine. I'm making music no, I'll write the, I'll write this down for my upcoming pop career. I'm going to be the next <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> Little Nas X literally just right. got away with just like throwing like a nine nail sample all together and made a smash hit. So, you know, just do that. Which one? Which one has the nine inch nails? Oh, that's a nine inch nail sample. The little banjo thing. Like, what? What song? Old Town Road. It was one of his ambient songs. Oh, okay. It was like it was like a B side or something. 
It's one of the Ghost Records. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was like Ghost Records four or something. There's like one little clip where Ken Reznor's like, "Today I will express sadness and angst yeah. on the banjo." Twang, twang, twang. <laughs> I'm gonna get you for that one, Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. um short section of banjo from 34 Ghosts 4, a track off of Nine Inch Nails' mostly instrumental 2008 album Ghosts 1 to 4. Right. And so yeah, I just okay. grabbed that, put it in there, added Dooley's um, Ray Cyrus on it, and boom. Instant stardom. The only Nine Inch Nails album that I have is the ambient one that he gave, gave out for free. But I haven't listened to it yet. But that I think that's probably the one. <laughs> that's probably. I've listened to a couple, like the early famous ones, like uh, Downward Spiral and The Fragile. I feel yeah, like I've he's a great pro- Downward Spiral. I feel like he's a great producer and he has interesting concepts. It's just the lyrics are so basic in their whininess that it yeah. just. Anywho, uh, I believe that's the episode. Yeah, yeah pretty are... much. All right. Great job, team. <laughs> Good work. So, yeah, I was. So basically, we're. I feel like our default will be to, uh, to go over an artist discography. But then it would be cool to just like have it open for. Just like random other topics, like I don't know, music that we hate. I have a few, or like, like there's this uh, video on. This is video by I think Vox about this one Radiohead song that I could for like half an hour, and I feel like you guys might have some thoughts about it as well. So we could all just like talk about something like that, but. Well, speaking about Vox, what we should do is talk about that Vox writer who called Taylor Swift the Bruce Springsteen of our generation. It was so spicy. It just got everyone on my Twitter feed mad. For like I don't, I don't think he's wrong. Not sure it's wrong. I, Not sure it's wrong. I, I'm trying to put my mind around that. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. It took me a bit of thinking about it, but then I kind of started piecing it together. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can listen to this. I maybe, maybe there's something here. Well, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe Lana Del Rey could be the Bruce Springsteen of our generation. Uh, I don't know. She got, brought, too she got brought up as a counterexample, um, or more apt comparison. I guess she's at least slightly more blue, which is the main thing I associate with Bruce Springsteen, but. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I come at Springsteen from like his like big power anthem phase of like wanting to wanting to run and all that, but like I don't know. Lana always seems a bit too pretentious because he's a Bruce Springsteen always seems like a very everyman rock guy. He's just yeah. speaking to the populace at your heart, kind of like Taylor Swift does, except she only gets really good when she's like you know. I don't I don't think you can really compare Born in the USA to Shake It Off. I think well, that would just this was. The um, take was released like a day or two after Folklore dropped, so I think that was a big part of the um, comparison was coming from. 
Uh. Huh. That's interesting. Actually, I mean, now that I think about it, I'm not super familiar with Bruce Springsteen, but like a lot of his lyrics kind of dark, like the song Born in the USA, that's a pretty depressing song. Which, mm-hmm. and it that kind of makes me stand by the, the Lana comparison a bit more. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Be worth thinking about. So, yeah, just platform for us to do what we feel like when we want to do it. Yeah. I like it. Next week, we'll be listening to MC Scat Cat. Oh my gosh, we could actually listen to MC Scat Cat. Dave, you would yeah. really get to listen to oh, MC Scat oh, Cat. Oh, oh boy, MC Let's Scat Cat. Right, I am literally, I am open to anything. Right. I we can't. have like two viewers and they're both going to be me. It's going to be great. <laughs> just, to get, just to get this out there, I, like, I don't have... I'm not really thinking about like people ever, like anyone ever listening to this. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. thought it'd be no. fun to like talk about music and stuff. Yeah. But if we do end up getting some listeners, then maybe we can try to like uh, do a good job. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but until then, <laughs> nah. And then just vibing. Yeah. yeah, I have missed talking with y'all. It's been, been too dumb. Yeah. Uh, I'm Caleb Clark. I'm David Dorr. And I'm Ricky. And Ricky's dead. And you've Ricky been listening flowers. to... <laughs> Rest with these Ricky flowers, Ricky flowers. And you've been listening to Late Motif, recorded on Discord. <laughs>